waiting for the midnight sky to burn. Okay, everyone. Bill is back on the Empower Outdoors stage. I am back. Sorry for uh, <laughs> the am- absenteeism. I don't know if that's the right word. but uh, He was on a hiatus. Yeah, I had quite a bit going on in my life. We'll talk about what, what went on and uh, what's coming up here. Yeah, so one of the things that's coming up is that we're both having children. Yes. Like, what, two weeks apart? <laughs> yes. So his wife is having a baby. In May, end of May, right? May twenty sixth. Yeah. Yep. Which maybe before then, you never maybe. know. Maybe I hope not, but maybe. Yeah, or after because we'll she talk would hope about not that too. too. <laughs> right, right. Yes, she would hope for not after, but because of my turkey hunting situation, we'll get into that. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, but then I'm after that in June, June 9th, But Holy you cow. never know; it could be early too. Yeah. Or well, late. Hopefully, it's right on time. Yeah. Because. Right. You know, hunting season is around the corner. I'm leaving next week, so... You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I am, like, I'm really excited for 2019, and it's it's a great way to kick off our, our second year of this, of this podcast. Yes. This is the anniversary podcast of one year with Empower Outdoors. We've had fun. We've had I've a lot had a, of fun. I've had a blast. You've apparently had a lot more fun than me in the last five <laughs> months with with this, just because I haven't been on it. But um, all for good reasons. Nothing bad happened. I just have been extremely busy. Yeah, he's so. got a job. Got a job. Full-time job. Built a house. Yep. Brand new house. Um, I'm still finishing my four-year degree. Yes. So better late than never. Um, what else happened? I don't know. We moved twice because yeah. we're building a house. We're done with the house. We're in the house. Um, it happened to be that uh, three weeks ago, a notification came in from the DNR, Wisconsin DNR, sta- stating that I uh, got drawn for the 2019 bear hunt. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And my wife got it in the mail and said, if I'm not in that new house this weekend, you're not bear hunting this year. <laughs> and I said, okay. And we got moved into the house. <laughs> So, uh, and she said it in a, I don't think she was serious. Maybe she was. Um, had I not gotten her in her house, I guess it was the only way to find out. And I did. So, yeah. So, so that's So you're in the clear too. there. You're going to go bear hunting. I'm in the clear, but it presents another problem. And that is, uh, it is also my year to get drawn for Minnesota bear. So I'm thinking, I think in Minnesota now you can, you can apply for just a preference point. And I think I'm going to just do that because... Um, anybody out there that's bear hunted knows that bear hunting is a is a pile of work and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of prep work, I should say. And with a you know three four month old baby at the time when baiting starts, probably not a good idea to be spanning out between two hundred miles in two different states trying to bait back and forth right. on top of everything. But I've never got a tag for a bear, but I've helped my dad bait and. Yeah, it's, it's a lot definitely of a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And anybody that says, oh, you just bait them and they come in like Jellystone, right? <laughs> Not true. Not yeah. even close to true. It's a, it's a pile of work and smart bears know when they can come in and when not to come in. I think we should do a Minnesota or Wisconsin bear hunting episode. Absolutely, we will. I'm not, a, I haven't bear hunted before, but I know you have. I know Jake has, his yep. brother, and my dad, and there's plenty of people out there that are interested in it i know it's to some people it's controversial because they're people still think of them as like cuddly little bears yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure where that comes from i mean the meat's excellent they're a game animal they've always been a game animal um 
I know several people who don't like bear hunting. Not that they're necessarily against it. They just don't like it. And I, maybe if, you know, anybody listening could maybe shed some light on, you know, maybe they feel like they don't like bear hunting as much. I, that would be good to talk about on our next episode or in a few different episodes. Um, I, I guess I never saw him as anything other than a game animal. Well, and I, I think even it was a couple of years ago and it happens like every year there's a bear that comes into the city limits into like Duluth downtown right sure. next to Maurice's headquarters where when I used to work there right there was a bear you could watch outside the window and that kind of stuff is like hmm maybe there's a a high population of bears there is so it does bring it into perspective for you hmm. as well yeah. did you do you remember that it was just I a couple do. years yeah, ago yeah it was a couple years ago it was down by the courthouse yeah and it was like right across right near Maurice's but like even the outskirts rural Duluth like woodland area mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, they get bears all the time. Oh yeah, no, yeah. there's bears everywhere, but it's it's interesting. That, yeah, uh, you know. Well, we can. That's definitely a good good thing to talk about. So look forward to that one. We'll definitely do one or two episodes on bear hunting because there's a lot to it in Wisconsin. Um, you can you can still hunt for bears with no bait. You can bait them and you can run them with dogs. So there's there's three different methods. Some people sit over cornfields and shoot them in Wisconsin. Um, some people like to run dogs. I personally never ran dogs for bears. Um, I, you don't have the dogs. I don't have the dogs. Yeah. I, if someone said, uh, hey, you can use my dogs and come with, I'd probably say okay. But I don't see that happening. I'll probably be sitting over bait. But we can uh, talk about that at uh, one of our next episodes. Yeah. Um, but this last season, okay, so going back a little bit, this last hunting season was – in your eyes, was it successful? Yes. I uh, I shot a doe with my bow, and I shot a smaller buck with my rifle. Um, probably this... Uh, let's see. How can I say this without sounding bad? Um, the smallest buck I've shot since I was 16. Why do you <laughs> and think it that was, is? Why do, why? Uh, well, I know, it, I know what it is. Um, I, the reason I shot it is because it's the first buck that I've seen while hunting, you know, in Northwest Wisconsin, Northeast Minnesota, the last five years have been extremely tough, mm-hmm. and only buck takes available in most zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I saw the buck, and I had not seen a buck the entire. This is the weekend of Thanksgiving in Wisconsin, right. and I shot it because I wanted the meat, and I don't care. It was a three pointer, yeah. and it tasted excellent, and it was, uh, and I said tasted excellent because I've eaten it already, mm-hmm. um, and it was probably one of the more uh, proudest moments of my of my hunting career just because I had gone so long the last couple of years without seeing a buck and it finally came out on at three o'clock on the Friday after Thanksgiving and I shot it so I think there's something to be said about that because I know we're kind of in this time where there's two trains of thought with as far as like deer management goes mm-hmm. and I see that side a lot more Yep. Like what you just described up here in northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, where our years have been so tough that we we take deer like that. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and you're so proud of it and you're, you know, you eat it and it feeds your family and that's more of what it's about. Yep. Whereas some people, and, and this isn't bad either, go after the the biggest buck that they can they watch it on the trail cameras and that's that's not bad that's great that is great but i feel like if we could kind of like come to a middle ground and i don't know i feel like some people are so one-sided 
uh, on one side or the other. Absolutely. You know, it's I like, totally I'll just agree. shoot whatever I, comes up to yeah. me. And, you know, that's not how I am necessarily. But in situations like what you just described, or even my deer that I shot this year, I, I, I had passed in the past. I had passed up on some bucks that I shouldn't have, and I hadn't even got. I, that was my first buck. Yeah. So I wasn't going to pass it, and I right. and I wanted that buck, and it means so much to me. Yeah. So that was to me that was a trophy. Absolutely, you know? it is. And I don't know. I guess I, I told I couldn't I couldn't agree anymore. I think that both sides of it are correct. Mm-hmm. I think there's a certain time where shooting a spike or a four corn is is okay. And your brother actually has a really funny saying, <laughs> and he said, "I pass this. I pass the fork, and it hurt really bad." <laughs> so figure that one out, guys. Um, anyways, uh, so there's certain circumstances where shooting a spike, is, in my opinion, is 100% okay, and I don't care if people get mad about that i mean that's my opinion on it um i also think that there's plenty of circumstances where passing up a spike is is the best thing to do and i've done that um more times in my life than than i can even count i mean i've passed up small buck after small buck this year small kid building a house limited time to hunt i needed the meat Mm -hmm. well okay i didn't need the meat i could have gone to the grocery store i wanted the meat really bad right i shot him right right through the shoulder (laughs) There you go. And, and it didn't waste much meat because it was high shoulder shot. Just like right where I like to put it, it was quartering towards me, 30 out six, high shoulder, broke broke its spine, broke its shoulder. He went down like a sack of potatoes. There you go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that that's my opinion on that. And Disagree or agree, it doesn't really matter to me. If I was hunting in um, Buffalo County where there's 50 deer per square mile, absolutely never would I shoot a spike. There, right. there would be no reason. Because, number one, I could get... I could get uh, basically unlimited doe tags over the counter and shoot as many does as I wanted. I would much rather shoot a doe than mm-hmm. a spike. And isn't isn't that kind of what being a hunter and like isn't that what it's kind of about? Like you are making decisions, right? Yeah. And and it's you know it's there's ethics with hunting, and it's not everyone's areas are the same and circumstances right. are the same. So you kind of have to make those decisions and. Whether you get judged or not, yeah, for it, it's no, it, on like social media has blown that up. But oh, like, sure. if if you're gonna hunt, just do it ethically for your area and for your circumstances too. And, and I didn't post a picture of my buck on social media just because I don't really like the attention. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe I should. I mean, yeah. just to see what people say. Well, t- today actually, I I. I found this picture, and this isn't to do with deer hunting, but I found this picture that I had taken in college, um, or had taken in college, of me uh, raccoon hunting. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, I was so excited about this raccoon. And I know it's just a raccoon, but, like, it was fun. It was a fun hunt. I had, I remember being proud of it, but that I didn't, I didn't post that picture. I posted some pictures with the girls that I hunted with, Hmm. but I didn't post the picture of the dead animal dead animal and this was back in 2012 yeah or so yeah and nobody knew that i was really into hunting besides like my close family friends sure nick you know whatever but so i didn't i was kind of afraid of like people judging me online and now i'm like completely opposite right (laughs) right. bring it on i was just talking to a, a gal today who just graduated college and she's like i was in a sorority and i feel like now i'm finally you know, being more of who I am because when I was at the U, yeah. the U of M, I kind of 
didn't talk about hunting or guns or anything like that because nobody understood it. Sure. So it's kind of, I don't know, my way of just saying like, screw that. Yeah. No, I, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm totally with you on that. I don't know. I, I, like, I think I've said this before. I've never been attacked on Facebook or Instagram. And I, if you looked at my profile, I've got hundreds of hunting and fishing pictures on there. Nothing within Facebook, the last, yeah. yeah, nothing within the, like the last 10 years. Cause I just don't really post as much anymore. Uh, but I, I don't think I've ever once had someone attack me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea why. I mean, if they, first of all, if they did, I wouldn't care. <laughs> you know, right. maybe that's why, because I don't care. I don't know. Um, I think it's like the random people that, yeah, like, at- attack you. I'm probably not popular enough either. Like, okay, <laughs> they're attacking this guy with 100 friends on Facebook. Whoop-de-doo, you know. <laughs> Where, uh, Instagram, I got like 125 followers, okay? I'm not the most popular guy. Well, and that doesn't. That really doesn't mean anything, Phil. Like, you I don't know. know. Like, I'm saying, like, if a PETA person went on and attacked me, most people are like, who is this guy? Who cares? <laughs> but if they go on and attack you where you've got, like, 10,000 Instagram followers, it maybe, maybe, or whatever. You know what I mean? It might go a little farther. I don't know. Yeah, it's, well, it's just, it's amplified more. Maybe, You know, yeah, that's yeah. just, that's all it is. Yeah. It's because, I don't know. But I think um, social media is, like, a good thing in some ways, but it's also, like... You know, yeah, it kind of kind of sucks. Yeah, it kind of sucks in a lot of ways too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm finding more, I'm getting away from it more and more. I still like to go on and, and look at what everybody else does, like kind of like a creep, you know. But I, <laughs> but I don't I don't really post much on it. You know, just do every well. I feel like the at, Facebook at 30, scroll creep. Well, yeah, at like 34 years old, anything I post, it's like well, it's either about my kids, which. Let's be honest. You know, unless you're close family or friends, nobody really cares about my kids, yeah. right? Well, or, I do. Well, I, yeah, yeah. But you're close family and friends, right? <laughs> and then the other thing is like, or I'm just bragging about myself. Yeah. You know, if I had like a reason to post something, like like for this podcast, absolutely, I'd post something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just me, like, hey, I caught this 28 inch walleye. Yeah, that's cool. But I just I don't think of doing it. That's all. Yeah. You know? Well, I think for me, it's like part of my what's your job well well my social media isn't my job but it it is like a passion of mine and i like sharing like with this podcast it's like empowering other people to go outdoors outdoors and start hunting and fishing or learn about it and kind of connecting with people in that way i think it's a great tool for that and i don't like to say like oh this is my job because it's not my job but i think i think just from my experience i've gotten positive feedback more like in the positive feedback outweighs the negative to me sure as far as people other women or other people reaching out to me and saying oh like that's inspiring or like now i want to start shooting a bow or like things like that which you don't realize the impact that you have because you can do bad on the internet you know or you can do good so i try to use it for good and um try to show my life and i'm hoping with my baby that i can show that you can be a mom and still oh, yeah do stuff outside and, and hunt absolutely and stuff. can so i'm planning on taking hank with me turkey hunting um in wisconsin this year okay um because okay so oh should we talk about that yeah sure i mean i don't want to jump around here but um okay wait first before we do that let's talk about my ice fe- ice fishing season <laughs> zero okay so we go- we're going back to the fall Deer season went great, in my opinion. I saw tons of deer. I saw one buck. I shot it. Um, my food plots came out perfect. I saw tons of deer on them every time I went out. Turkeys, grouse. Then we had to move out of our house because we sold it. We moved into an apartment, put everything in storage. Uh, my wife's pregnant. 
lots of things going on. Hank got the flu a couple times. Just a Just bunch of stuff went stuff. on. Yep. So um, that brought me into basically right about now. We're in our house and my life is kind of back in order again. Yeah. And now we're thinking about turkey hunting. <laughs> yeah. And I guess because Phil's less vocal online, that was a good recap because you didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. I was in a whirlwind of just getting stuff done when I had to get done. Moving. You know, I only have so many favors that I can ask of other people. Like, I had to move so much crap that I could only ask people to like here and there to help me move because it was so sporadic and everything was stretched out so long. So basically what I did is I took Uncle Dave's trailer which he's let me use because he didn't want to park it in his in his yard for the winter. Um, and I've just been moving stuff, mostly stuff that's my wife's, that's heavy, <laughs> like furniture and stuff like that, moving it back and forth from Hermantown to Superior to park to, to South Range, back up to Superior, back up to Hermantown. That's basically what I've been doing for the last three months. And getting hunting in and, there whenever you can. Well, yeah, yeah, and eating venison, I guess. <laughs> But I didn't do any ice fishing. I know you did a little bit. A little bit. I think this winter has been... So you guys have known a little bit about my fall. My fall was good. I mean, if we just recap it, I went on an antelope hunt, do it yourself. Didn't get an antelope, but it was an awesome experience. Bow hunting. Um, I went on the archery um, elk hunt in Idaho. Super cool experience. Didn't get an elk there. Um and then we had Minnesota rifle season and archery season and some goose hunting. So I did all of that. Most of that I was pregnant for, which is, I pat myself on the back for, for doing yeah. that. Um, and uh, so I got a doe with my bow and I got a buck with my rifle this year. So that's kind of, I mean, we could go in a lot more detail on those things. And if you guys want to hear more about those stories, you can let us know. On Facebook or Instagram or comment on the blog post that we post um, we can definitely go into more detail on that on those hunts but um, that's kind of my fall cool. and then now this winter I think has been like the the most non-eventful winter for me that I've had in a long time I think because I've, I've done a little bit of ice fishing I did a tiny bit of snowmobiling and I went on a ladies ice fishing trip which I guess I guess I've done a little bit more ice fishing than I'm giving myself credit for, but it's been this winter's been really cold. Yeah, it's been really snowy, and usually I would snowmobile a lot more, but my doctor kind of told me to not. Yeah, <laughs> she's you like, shouldn't. she's like, um, I'm like, so what about snowmobiling? Because I asked, I play volleyball too, and I I was like, so what about volleyball? What do you think? She's like, you should be okay playing volleyball. I did end up quitting playing volleyball because of some other reasons but i with snowmobiling she's like yeah probably not the best yeah best idea shouldn't. because any kind of bumps or jolts and yeah. things are just not the best i'm like okay fine so I just can, sit at home i can you know well and even like i guess i could go downtown and go for a walk but i live in the country and even like right now there's so much snow that you either have to go snowshoeing in the woods which kind of sucks unless there's a reason to yeah and it's not like there's no offense snowshoers yeah well there's there's no it's not really shed hunting here you can't really shed hunt no, there's when too there's much snow. four feet of snow um i, I want mean, to talk about shed hunting people too, do yeah. that and it's I, I guess shed hunting hasn't been a thing that i've done around here ever have you have you been a shed hunter no, i don't know anyone that shed hunts I, I know plenty of people that shed hunt and 
there is one there's one thing about shed hunting that I like, and that's that's postseason scouting, yeah. seeing what bucks made it through winter. Hopefully, you don't mm-hmm. always know because they drop their antlers so early sometimes. Um, the other part is if you really like antlers. I love antlers. I like antlers attached to the buck that I shot. <laughs> I, I, I've never really, like, been, like, a fan. Like, I don't have antlers sitting around my house. I do, actually, but well, they're over there. When I find them, I give them to my dog to chew on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's nothing wrong with shed hunting at all. I just don't really – I've never gotten into it. I, I, I think it's tough around here because it, it, there's so there's always so much snow, and we always get that big April snowstorm, yeah. too, that if they do drop, they are covered. A lot of guys do it in the city of Duluth. Yeah, in the I city. mean, I could see that. Um, but that gotten, that's gotten so popular now. Um, you know, it used to be there's only a handful of guys that, that did it. Now it's just like everybody is – like if you look on social media, tons of people shed hunt now. Yeah, a lot of people out yeah. west. And I don't – I don't I think people do it for a business to sell them as dog chew toys. Or antler – um, A lot of people make jewelry and stuff. I want to make a chandelier out of one. But I will not ever find enough sheds in my lifetime to make a chandelier. Well, you don't really try either. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't do either, like to, so. I like I like to scout in the spring. When I scout in the spring, which in my opinion is the best time to scout for deer. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk about that too in the future. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about spring scouting. Mm. Um, in my opinion, spring scouting is the best time to, to do it. But when I do that, usually I'll find one or two sheds. Yeah. And that's just by accident. And... Yeah, it makes me happy. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, some people are into it, and that's great. It's like one of the best things you can do for your heart because you're out trudging through snow and getting yeah. great exercise. There's mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I just have never gotten into it. Mm-hmm. So Maybe eventually I'll get into it. But then by the time there's a little less snow, it's fishing. Yeah. Oh, opener. absolutely. Yeah, steelhead fishing is just around the corner. Uh-huh. Um, turkey season is a yeah, month away turkey. for you it's like two weeks away a week away well a week yesterday i'm leaving Jeez. well yeah i'm leaving for florida next tuesday or, must be rough yeah <laughs> yep so i'll be hunting eastern turkeys. eastern eastern turkeys in western florida eastern turkeys in western florida yes northwest i guess you'd call it panhandle yeah so basically you're hunting in like south alabama yeah pretty much yeah yeah that's a cool area i've never been it is very well. I think it's cool because it's super redneck, and yeah. you've got the ocean on one side, and you got tons of public land. Um, you got Alabama, Mississippi, right there, with lots of hunting and fishing going on. Lots of like-minded people around there. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that hunt for anyone interested is my dad is the kind of guy who meets people everywhere he goes. So we met this couple in florida when we went there a few years ago and they they were like next door neighbors to the house that they rented for the family to come down to florida and of course my dad made friends with these people and they came up to visit us and a few times and my parents have gone to visit them and now we're visiting them we're going turkey and hog nice. hunting so you know you never know who you're gonna meet i hope you catch you a big go. one i hope i hope i catch a big one yeah <laughs> That's that's cool that you're going down there. I really wish I could hunt in March, but I I got drawn for the second Minnesota season. Okay. So season B. Um, I have archery. I'm gonna do archery, so are you? I can go whenever. Well, you should go. You should try to go when I go. Yeah. Um, then when one's out at sixty yards, I can show you how to crack it with the boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're flinging arrows. No, I, I, I think I might bow hunt for turkeys this year. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I did get a new bow after 14 years. Oh, 
what? A did bear you... approach. Yes, you were telling me yes. that was the one that you wanted. And I could not when I I went and shot, and shot it. I could not believe how smooth it is. I mean, if I would have closed my eyes and pulled back and shot it, I've shot my brother's Matthews uh-huh. a little bit. I can't. I honestly can't tell the difference. Well, and you had kind of been looking for the right bow long for you because you have yeah. a long. Yeah, thirty and a half inches. You're what six four? Yep. Or six three? Six four. Yeah, six four. Six three and a half, six four on a, on a good day. <laughs> I'm starting to shrink a little bit too. Yeah. Early, but. Well, you're you're a big dude. You have yeah. long arms yep. and your yep. draw length. You needed something. Yep. And and the bear bows have always fit me really well. My last one. This is going to sound really pathetic. I don't even know the model of it. Yeah. I never even have looked. I bought it off out of clearance rack 14 years ago. I've shot a pile of deer with that. And last year I shot another deer with it. And mm-hmm. I've shot the biggest buck of my life with it, 140-inch uh, nine-pointer with it three years ago. Shoots just fine. It's just starting to get loud and strings need to be replaced and stuff like that. And I figured 14 years is a good amount of time to put in for a bow. So... Yeah, I got this one. Um, shoots really fast. Shoots quiet. Super forgiving. I'm excited to use it. Um, and so I might bring it out with me in the turkey woods. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. If something comes in close enough for me to feel comfortable shooting it, I will. Yeah, I mean, that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> I've never got one with a bow. Yeah. So. Well, you will if you put your time in. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last year. Turkey hunting is a really a lot simpler than than it's made out to be especially when you watch these shows mm-hmm. people are like running and gunning and those those guys like michael waddell he's gonna be he a bull fest on, this year he? by the way Great. yeah but anyways can't wait to meet him um does it I, he's like one of my favorite turkey hunters to watch because he runs around he does all these different things and he always i mean he does a great job um but when you're watching that if you're not somebody that has a ton of experience like he does you're you're more better off just finding a spot that you know turkeys are at and just kind of hunkering down and mm-hmm. just waiting, you know, put in, you know, three or four hours at the same tree and, and eventually those turkeys are going to come back around. So that's kind of like with you bow hunting this year, just, you know, you know, the property pretty well. So you mm-hmm. know where you're going to go, set up your, your blind and, uh, wait it out. Yeah. Call a little bit. I got a new blind this year. The, um, Primos blind. It's like a, the 360. So it's not not all it doesn't cover the top or the back it's just kind of a front blind it's, yeah. it weighs like 4.1 pounds oh. or something like that so it's super light it goes right into it just pops closed and goes into a little bag that's like two feet long sweet and so i'm like that's something that i could technically run and gun or like switch yeah. locations easily yeah with a bow yeah for yeah. sure so well you have to give it a good you have to give it a review yeah and see i uh I, I don't really like sitting in blinds anymore. I just, you have had enough experience, though, that I yeah. think that you, you know. I still kind of want to, like, uh, I, I said I was going to do this last year, and I just didn't do it, and I don't know why, but I still just want to go out in my blue jeans and, like, a gray T-shirt and just see what happens. You know? Because I really don't believe that camo is that necessary. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe with like elk or something it would be, but I think turkeys, like, if you don't move, they can't see you. That's my theory. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had one pick me out, I'll tell you that. I've never had one like me sitting there calm, not moving. I've never had one across the field look at me and just and be gone, you know? I mean, people hunt without camo and get animals. So. Well, people used to back in the day before right. there was camo. I think there's something to be said about camo as far as like 
I don't know, like maybe it looks cool. Well, yeah, that and and if you can blend in, that's yeah, that's great. I know, like, there's certain types of hunting with like the ghillie suits and things like that, where you're like, if you're gonna like spear hunt something, you yeah, better you gotta be, get like super close. <laughs> you, better, yeah. you better be wearing. Something. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's that's probably it too. I'm I'm done hunting 99 percent of the time yeah. with turkeys, so I don't really need to get. I don't need to get within 15, 20 yards either. Right. Maybe that's the issue. It's the proximity, I think, that yeah. matters. Yeah, that could be. But even like deer hunting, I don't feel like I've ever been in a situation uh, in a tree stand. If, if you're hunting on the ground, I absolutely 100% bow hunting would wear camo. Mm-hmm. No, no question about it because you're at their level. But I don't feel like I've ever been in a situation with my bow where I've needed camo on. Yeah. I mean, if they look up at you. You're doing something. It, it, well, yeah. It, but if they look up at you and they see, they're going to pin you. I yeah. mean, if you're really camoed up in a, in a in like a, a, the fork of a tree or something, like an oak tree, you can probably get away with it. But around here, I stick out like a damn pimple on those trees. <laughs> I mean, we got straight. Anybody that's been up here, your either choices are either sitting in a spruce, which is the best, but they're a pain in the ass to get a stand up into, or you can sit in a birch or a maple or a popple, mm-hmm. poplar, popple, quaking aspen. Whatever you want to call them. Straight trees, no limbs until about 20 feet. And then once the leaf drop, leaves <laughs> yeah, drop, it's like... Yeah, you're just sticking out. So, okay. I mean, I could be all camoed up there, but if a deer pins me, it's going to pin me. But I don't know. We're kind of talking random here, but I got a lot of pent-up uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah, Phil's been wanting to talk hunting for months now. And... I've not been talking about hunting with anybody. Like... My wife only wants to talk about furniture and decor at the house. <laughs> and like, where should we put this? We did get all my mounts up, though, so that was good. Okay. And it was her idea to get them up because I think she wanted to decorate around them. All right. You know. <laughs> like, which, where are these going to go so we can put uh, our other stuff up? She is so excited about everything with that house. And I can't blame her because we put a lot of work into it. But it's like everything, every night, it's all she talks about. You know, where should we put this? I'm going to sell this and I'm going to buy this. Oh, I know. I've seen her her sales uh, stuff. Oh yeah, she's yeah. so the rule is kind of like if you want to buy something, you got to get rid of something. Like oh, with cool. because we have a bunch of stuff that she's not sure if she's going to use yet. Right. And she's good about selling stuff when she doesn't use it. She mm-hmm. sells stuff all the time. But our garage is basically full of mm-hmm. of stuff, and it's like, okay, well, get rid of something. Right. And then she's like, well, if you want to buy another gun, then you should get rid of a gun. And I said, no, that rule doesn't apply. <laughs> Yeah, no. That's not how it works. <laughs> no, no. No. We we put these rules on each other all the time, but we never enforce them, so it right. doesn't really matter. It's kind of just everyone's relationship is different and fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so turkey hunting, we're, we talked about that a little bit. Hopefully we can get together at the shack and maybe do an episode at the shack. We could do an episode in the, in the blind. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, we could. I think we could. I think we could be the first podcast ever to take place. Well, I don't want to say ever because maybe somebody's done it. Yeah. But I think we could take. I think we could do a podcast in the blind, just talking to each other. Are we going to be like the whispering um, willows? I think. I think. <laughs> I think we could get away with talking like this. You think we could talk like this? I would maybe have to change my voice a little bit <laughs> because deeper, deeper voices carry a little more. But if you know how, like, you can hear the rumbling. In a voice, yeah, through like the tent wall. Uh-huh. So if I if I just kind of talk like this, I bet we can do it. Get... <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine people listening to that episode. Hello, we're here. <laughs> we got turkeys cobbling all around us. <laughs> I mean, we could try it though. 
Yeah. We don't have to. We no, we, we need could. to get we headsets. Could. Yeah, we would we would um we'd have to do that. I mean, most of the professional podcasters out there use headsets anyways, don't they? Um a lot of them have mics like this. Oh, do they? If they're like mobile, they might use a headset. Okay. Um yeah. Maybe we should. Let's know. just do it at the shack. We something. could do it at the shack. We can try and like record some audio. <sighs> yeah, we'll record. You know, I think so I'm going to start doing a little more with YouTube. Not to become a famous YouTuber, but just to document a little bit more with video sure. on, on my hunts and stuff. So we could do that and yeah. then get some sound from out in the blind and stuff like that and add it to the episode. And it would be stellar. That's a good idea. Just don't ask me to do any editing because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. So let's, let's plan on doing that. So looking back, I guess, at this year of podcasting and of the episodes that we've done, what do you think has been your favorite ones? I would say the ones where we had um, where we had guests on. Yeah. Because I know it's hard to do two over the phone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to do more in person if we can, like at mm-hmm. Bullfest and stuff yeah. like that. But I think, you know, just learning about other people is what fascinates me the most. I don't know how they do things. Yeah, I can sit here and BS people all day long and talk about me, but at the end of the day, it's like it's more fun to to listen to other people's experiences and stories. Because I think everyone has something to teach. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. I really, so we can talk about both of us really quick coming up in July. We're both going. You're going this year. I went last year, and I'm going to go this year with the baby in tow, you know? And uh, this year I know, what's his name? Gosh, now I'm blanking. But Waddell? Michael, Michael Waddell will be there. I just saw that announced. And then um, Slockmaster, Tim Wells. Tim- Timothy Wells. Timothy Wells. He'll be there again, which I'm going to try. And I met him at, at ATA show this year, and um, I'm going to try and see if we can set up an interview with him. Okay. Because That'd be good. He's pretty cool. Yeah. He's pretty funny. Uh, he's my favorite bow hunter for sure. He uh he make he inspires me to want to try um bow hunting for geese. I want to do that now cuz I've seen him do it and I'm like I want to do that. Yeah. So. I uh, I have a friend that did that and he had it, he filmed it and yeah. it was on I forgot what show it was on. Uh Brenton and Nicole from Field of Dreams TV. Oh yeah. Brent Larson. Okay. So I did. I filmed for him in the past a few times when he was hunting in Hermitown. He hunted with me a few times. Okay. And uh, so I, you know, I haven't lost touch with him, but we haven't really talked much in the last four or five years, just because we both have families now and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, he uh, he set up a, a blind like he was turkey hunting and put out the decoys. Mm. So like a pop up blind. Okay. And then put out decoys, and then they'd land, and he'd shoot them in the head. Interesting. Yeah. So, so he, he did it when they landed. Yep. Okay. And Tim Wells does it with like They're instinctively in the, air. in the air. Yeah. 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 You can go ahead and try that. Yeah. He's like, you get the flu flu arrows. Yeah. And like, yeah. It'd be fun. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of arrows even with flu flu arrows. Yeah. Depending on where you do it, I guess. And I asked, I asked him this too. I'm like, so do I need, you know, a traditional bow for that? Yeah. Because I don't shoot that yet. I'd love to. You might want to learn but, how to shoot instinctive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because you're not going to be able to really get it yeah in your sights correctly maybe i don't know but he's like no no just get a flu flu tip or whatever Air, yeah arrow the, the and... fletchings are flu flu they go like you know 
after like 15, 20 yards, they lose speed and they drop down. Okay. So, you know, you're not going to shoot. You can shoot up in the air with them. They're not going to go 150 yards right. across the other. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. I was yeah. like, I needed to look that up. So yeah. Thanks. I've got a bunch of them actually for my recurve. Yeah. Okay. But you can't shoot them out of your compound because they're not yeah. strong enough. I'd like to, I'd like to shoot a recurve, but it's another bow and another hobby that I will eventually take up. But Well, it's another bow. It's not another hobby. Okay. It counts as bow hunting. So yeah. you can do it. Yeah. It's not it. hard. It's way more fun than shooting your compound. Like, you think so? Oh, hundred times. Well, I mean, I don't know. Again, that's just my opinion. I'm seeming like I'm very opinionated today. <laughs> but in my opinion, shooting a recurve is way more fun because basically, well, okay, here's the other thing. I've been shooting since I was, since I was 14. So a bow since I was 14. So for me, when I practice shooting with my compound, which in the summertime is just about every day at the end of the day, I my, my compound sighted in. I shoot at 20 yards, then I shoot at 30 yards, then I shoot at 40 yards, then I shoot at 60 yards. And I shoot five arrows each, and as long as I feel good, I, I, I'm done. I don't I don't fling 100 arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that doesn't add up to 100. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but, I, you know, you get the point. I'm not out there for hours practicing. It's just it's, every day that I can, I go out and shoot a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you get your bow sighted in, and it's, and it's on. It's like shooting a rifle with a scope kind of you know i mean it's on you can shoot it and you can practice being a good shot but with a recurve you have to like warm up mm-hmm. and, and that's probably because i'm not as good with a recurve but so before you go hunting it you have to shoot a few arrows mm-hmm. it's it's like throwing a baseball it's like pitching in a baseball game you can't just come off the bench not warmed up and just start throwing the ball right. you're going to be inaccurate so that's what i like most about it is like every time it's a little bit different it's not like practicing with my compound where i'm backing it up and um I think with 3D shoots, too, it would be a blast. But I'm nervous about how many arrows I would lose. That is, yeah. I I'll, I can tell you this. I'm going to lose a lot of arrows with my compound ball. So I don't know if I need, because I don't have a rangefinder either. So I don't. do I need one for bow fast? No, because, oh. yeah, they they tell you the distances. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're fine then. Yeah. So there's different distances. But for I still time. probably lose yeah. a lot of arrows. No, I've lost arrows there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Especially like there's some tough shots. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure it looked like it was a extremely challenging. There's some challenging so, shots, and there's you know, there's woods and there's wind, and you know you're outside. It's not like you're an indoor right course. Right. So yeah, but well, most, let's do a, yeah, we'll do a few more episodes turkey hunting probably maybe after you get back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see how that went, and and then we can talk about Minnesota and Wisconsin. Yeah. You didn't apply for Wisconsin. I didn't apply for Wisconsin, so that's all you. That's all me. I, I felt like um, getting towards the end, I have three months left of this yeah. pregnancy, that um, I couldn't guarantee that I would make it out everywhere. My season is the week before my wife's due. Yeah, yeah. But I have 30 acres that I live on now, and I have turkeys running around there, so I'm going to hunt close to home. Maybe I'll come and film you if I can waddle, if you can, waddle out there. Yeah, yeah, you probably I, can. Well, I'm going to be within like shouting distance of the house, so it's not like I'm going to be running around everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we could probably just dr- have Michaela drop us off in the truck at the blind, <laughs> yeah. and then she can drive off, and then, well, we can walk. It's not going to be that far. So. Yeah, okay. Lots of stuff coming up. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Well... I got some hot dish waiting for me at the at the office. <laughs> Not so. casserole, hot dish. Hot dish That's right. in the crock pot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we're going to sign off here, and um, I hope you enjoyed that kind of entertaining recap of the year and of our seasons. 
and uh, continue listening. We have we have a few pretty good ideas of what we're gonna come up with next for you guys in episodes coming forth. So yeah, see keep you. listening. See y'all later. See y'all. <laughs> okay, have a good one. <laughs>